BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as and popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, 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 everybody. My name is Doug and I love scary movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. And that's right. It's October Sunday, October 9th, 2022. So I throw the word scary in there because it's scary movie month. And my guest today, one of whom, one's very appropriate, the other two, I I mean, everybody loves scary movies. But my guests today are Kevin Lewis, David Sanborn, and Taylor Rizzo. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Hey, Hey, uh, it's always that part's always weird because nobody knows who's supposed to speak first. So let's meet everybody uh, individually and alphabetically by first name. Sorry, Taylor, it always it doesn't even work out for you when we switch it up (laughs) to uh, no help at all by first name. Uh, But let's do it. here, there, wherever he is today, we grew to love him in his appearances in San Diego on Douglas movies. It's David Sanborn, everybody. Yeah. Hey, Doug. Hey, how's it going, man? It's going pretty good. Can't complain. Uh, so, uh, Florida, is it? It is. <laughs> and uh, you didn't get uh, wrecked by Hurricane Ian? No, it moved over our area. Uh, it missed us by a little, by a little bit. We didn't. I think it was sunny on the day that the hurricane actually hit Florida here in Pensacola. <laughs> wow, that's the uh, you know that's uh, you know that's what you get living in the panhandle. Yeah, I guess sometimes that's, just, that's the only <laughs> that's the only word I could think of to, <laughs> to describe Pensacola, but. Um, well, good for you because that seemed like terrible timing because it feels like you just you went there, arrived there, and then the hurricane happened. Like it was like uh, I thought, oh no, this is a terrible timing for him to go there. We we were watching it and we would have arrived two days after the hurricane hit, so we wouldn't have been in the middle of it either way. But it it was definitely something we were watching (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah we're about to go there (laughs) this shit's going down well glad to hear it thanks for joining us today uh it was a last minute thing um a guest that i'll rebook for another time and don't even need to mention by name all right i'll just say it uh former president of the united states barack obama uh (laughs) turns out last minute he couldn't make it today he's like don't listen and uh, he explained to me uh, the whole story, and I, I forgive him, and I'll have him back another time. But filling in for him today 
is a man with a confusing name because David Stamborn, we've discussed this on the show before, used to used to be, still is a um, accomplished saxophone player. Uh, David, do you play any instruments? Uh, I do not. I did play saxophone in fourth grade elementary school and immediately stopped. <laughs> you just buy out a feeling that you, you know, you, the best you could hope for is be the uh, second greatest David Sanborn. Right. I didn't want to be that other David Sanborn that also plays the sax. So I just was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> yeah, just beat David Sanborn sans talent. Right. <laughs> But you are great at the movie trivia I've discovered. So good luck today. Also joining us back for his second appearance. Uh, the first time he was on, it was to promote the fact that uh, <laughs> Willie's Wonderland was coming out. And he because he is the director of it. And now he's got a new movie to promote, which is exactly how this show should work. It's Kevin Lewis. Hello, Kevin. Hi, Doug. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good. Um, it's called The Accursed, the, your new film. Yes. And what can you tell us about it? I know these days people love to promote their movies by saying, I shouldn't tell you anything about it. You should just go in cold. But what can you tell us about this one? Um. Well, it, it's, uh, yeah, I don't really want to give the story away, but it's kind of a, a tone, a hark back to the 70s horror movies. Like Willie's was a love letter to the 80s, you know, uh, nostalgia. This is kind of a love letter to the 70s, The Omen, The Exorcist, uh, The Changeling, that kind of vibe, more of a psychological horror film. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for it to come out here. So, and Yeah, what's the uh, release pattern? Like, how can people see it? It's coming out uh, this Friday, October 14th. It's going to be in theaters and uh, you know, uh, digital streaming. Amazon, Apple, all those. Okay, things. but it's going to be in, in theaters, which is what we always recommend. It's the best way to see the movie and to support movies in general <clears throat> is to uh, try and get out and see. Yes, the theater. The Accursed with, uh, it's got an interesting cast. Meg Foster's in it. Meg Foster and uh, Mina Savari, Alexis Knapp, Sarah Gray, Sarah Demont. Um, it's an all-female uh, cast-driven horror film. And Meg Foster, uh, I, I'm already excited about her being in it because I've always been fascinated by her. Uh, her eyes are very interesting. Oh yeah, she, she she's incredible. She, uh, she did such a great job, and she's an icon. And it was just really great working with her on this movie. That's yeah. Well, speaking of icons, yeah, Mina Savari, uh, star of uh, that poster for American Beauty, uh, and and the film itself, and uh, so many other things. Uh, that sounds uh, like. What's the timing on? How long did you have that in development? To because it seems like right now is especially great time to come out with a uh, horror film with an all uh, woman cast. You know, we just we just uh, wrapped it a year ago um, and I was cutting it and, and putting it together. So, you know, it took about, um, I don't know, I'd say probably 15, 16 months all, all in all from the beginning to the end. And uh, yeah, so uh, you hear so much of things being in development forever and uh, or the idea of being around forever before you can get to it. But that... Uh, that sounds very expedient. And uh, thank you for, again, for joining us today for this, uh, this silliness. Because I, I assume this movie isn't, especially when you reference The Exorcist and, uh, and The Changeling, which is, I'll always remember, is you know, one of my favorite uh, creep-out movies of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, so this, is, this movie is, is, uh, is more, it's, it's not, Willie's was fun. <laughs> and this is more yeah. scary right yeah yeah this is a little more serious <laughs> darker uh tone for sure <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah all right well so you know i at least it's not you know you're not promoting a holocaust drama or something but still it's uh you know <laughs> yeah. it's totally interesting to come on such a uh a silly show 
and we appreciate it. And also joining us today is one of my co-hosts on Getting Doug with High, now exclusively on Patreon at patreon.com slash getting Doug. I would have left that for one of your promos, uh, you know, one of your things to plug at the end, Taylor, but you've, you've got another thing that uh, you want to talk about uh, that you do without me, the nerve. It's Taylor Rizzo, everybody. <laughs> hey, Taylor. Hey, Doug. I, uh, <laughs> when you said, uh, speaking of icons, I really thought that that was going to be the segue to my intro, but it was not. No, no, you had to wait through a lot of other words before we got to you i'm sorry i appreciate your patience um you've appeared on this show before both in front of an audience and on zoom or is this your first zoomer i think this is my first uh zoom uh episode yeah all right well you've been on it in sacramento san diego uh how do you how do you feel about your uh, chances today against uh renowned director and uh the uh, terrible saxophone player <laughs> I feel uh, I feel okay. I've, I feel like in uh, all my appearances, I've done about 50-50 on winning or embarrassing myself. So one of those two things is going to happen. And uh, like I said earlier, we're going, you know, at least in the beginning of the show, we're going alphabetically. So we'll get to you in a second. But I, I think you in particular might have uh, kind of a fun horror movie recommendation. Because wouldn't you say that you're uh film geekdom kind of falls more towards horror than uh other genres um yeah i tend yeah i tend to like like horror or sci-fi stuff a little bit but yeah my my knowledge is not very broad i like the things i like and have no clue about what is outside of that so that's what all right well we fun. don't we don't call them broads anymore but other than that <laughs> you're doing great thank you for being here uh, let's get some movie recommendations like I do every show, but since it is uh, Halloween times and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of bleak stuff going on in general. So people, people love to escape into uh, scary movies. Uh, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it never goes out of style, but right now people seem extra into it. So uh, Kevin Lewis, could you please recommend I have a feeling it might be one of the three we've already you already discussed earlier, but if it's something else, that's fine too. But could you please recommend a scary movie? You know, yeah, I mean, uh, one comes <laughs> to mind, um, especially kind of in the tone of what I did with the accursed, is a movie called "Don't Look Now." Uh, oh, Nicholas right. Rose. I know, I know, people have seen it, and it's a classic, but it's just so well done and the, the tone is so unsettling and and the vibe and just the whole feel of it and, and donald sutherland is incredible in it and it's just it's so, it's really chris it's such a great movie um so when you started bringing it up about uh, recommend something i just kind of clicked in i was just like uh, i, I rewatched it just a little recently ago and they don't make movies like that anymore man it's just it's such a powerful film i really enjoyed it yeah, when they make them these days, they change the word now to up and make it about the environment and not about just <laughs> yeah. uh, just creepy, creepy, yeah. creepiness. It, that yeah. is one of those movies that there's imagery in it that you look at and go, I don't even know why I find this unsettling, but boy, is it. You know, yeah, it's really, uh, yep. yeah, J Julie Christie, Donald Sutherland, uh, just Nicholas Rogue, who uh, makes some of the movies where the images just really, uh, really stick with you. It's unconventionally scary. And that's a great recommendation because, you know, the jump scare thing, you know, that's it's fun and all. But, you know, sometimes there's movies that just sustain a creepiness. It's also uh, super yeah. appealing uh what do you think there uh, i almost said the name of the person who had to cancel today instead of instead of david i've also totally screwed up the alphabetical thing i was talking about earlier <laughs> i'm just i'm just a mess today we're gonna fix it by game time though david what's your recommendation uh so my wife and i started doing our halloween movie binge for the month so I'm just going to recommend the last one we watched, which was one of my favorites growing up. Uh, it is Scooby-Doo Zombie Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Now, see, you say that like you think that people are going to, you know, have an attitude about it. But I've been finding out lately that there is a strong people feel strongly about Scooby-Doo. I am one of those people. I I grew up on (laughs) Scooby-Doo. People can go one way or the other on Scrappy-Doo, but Scooby-Doo seems to have full support. Like if Scooby-Doo ran for president, I'd watch out if I were... uh, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I think I think Zombie Island specifically, it was like one of those 90s, you know, made straight to DVD movies they made. Uh, but it's like actually a good gateway <laughs> horror movie for kids. Like it's got some actual like creepiness to it. Um, and it, it, it like has a lot of the like horror tropes that is just like a nice introduction for kids. <laughs> I think that's great of you to be thinking about that uh, as a childless individual, because, yeah. you know, someday soon, you never know. And uh, you got it. The indoctrination is, you know, is important. You know, I think I think I got scared too often too early. So I, I uh, was a big chicken for a long time. I, I did, too. <laughs> my mom decided to show me Nightmare on Elm Street at like nine. And I, oh my God. I didn't watch horror movies again until high school. <laughs> Because that one cuts right into what a young person would be scared of is what's going to happen when I go to sleep. Oh, yeah. I can't sleep anymore. Yeah. I just got to <laughs> stay awake so I don't get murdered. That's hard. I get sleepy. <laughs> yeah, that's really that's a good one. Like I had uh, I had some mean uh, cousins. I wouldn't call it mean. They were just having fun. But, you know, to me, it's a traumatic experience who uh, uh, there's this old black and white horror movie that uh called carnival of souls oh yeah i'm, yeah. Gonna, I'm gonna make that my answer today sorry to skip ahead taylor but i'm gonna say carnival of souls because i i hadn't thought about it really until now i thought oh i'll think of something when it's my turn but carnival of souls is uh is old black and whites just super creepy but like everybody it's all these you know people that aren't alive so they they to either the way they were photographed or the makeup or both, they're all just very pale, the very white skin, these kind of carnival zombies. And uh, so my cousins, uh, you know, after showing it to me, then like later that night, you know, it came out with like Noxima all over their faces, but like looking like the, you know, <laughs> carnival souls. And it just was, I was very, it was very uh, displeasing. Uh, and I was always scared of that movie. And then I saw it as an adult. It's it's creepy as hell, but it's not, not particularly scary. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Taylor Rizzo. Yes. I uh, So I tried to think of a more obscure movie because you kind of set me up that I may have some knowledge. But I'm just going to go with what I was originally <laughs> going to say, which I think is obscure enough, uh, which is Let the Right One In, uh, probably my favorite vampire movie. And not let me let me in. Let it in. <laughs> I I hate that movie so much. <laughs> yeah. The the little things that they did to change it to like Americanize it completely ruined the movie for me. And I don't know. I this this original version is a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. So, mm-hmm. what country is it from? I believe it's from Sweden. Ah, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's right. So that's why the American version, like they had American cheese instead of Swiss. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it's just so it's so beautifully shot. It's like as close as you're going to get to like Wes Anderson shooting a, a horror movie. Like it's very symmetrical and clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, mm-hmm. I love that fucking movie. Let the right one in. I mean, right there, they're like, oh, you know, this title it just doesn't have enough zip, you know. Let's <laughs> how about let me in, you know, because then also kind of addresses uh situations of uh marital discord. Let me <laughs> let the right one in. Let the right one in, you know. I bet you they were worried that it would sound too much like a ad for soda pop. <laughs> you know, put the right one in your mouth. Uh, let the right one in. Um, these are great selections, everybody. 
really, really good work. I'm going to pit them against each other on the internet. So try not to, you know, read it if you get a chance, because you don't, you don't want to, you don't want to hear about it. <laughs> you should be proud of all your choices. And uh, we're going to play some games right after these messages. We'll be right back. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. We're back. That was fast. I, uh, I get kind of surprised how quick it is every time. Um, let's play a new game that I call, you know, and this is again in line with the, uh, the season. Uh, I call this game Interview with the Vampire's Kiss. And I've mashed up those two titles for a reason, because there is the motion picture interview with a vampire, the Neil Jordan film. Has everybody seen that? Yes. No. <laughs> Wait, who said no? <laughs> David. You never saw it, David? I mean, I don't blame you for never seeing it. And I'd say, hey, great, clean slate. Check out the TV version that just started last week on AMC. Uh, the I don't know about anything beyond the first episode, but uh, based on that, I'm in, I'm completely in. It's really uh, uh, I really like it. But then, but then also there was things to recommend about the movie from 1994 uh, with uh, you know uh, Tom Cruise, Tom, and Brad, Tom Pitt. Pitt, and Brad Cruise. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so why do you think you have when that when that movie it? came out? There was there was a revolution on Tom Cruise playing Lestat. Like the people, I mean, it was crazy. I remember that. And uh, everybody was just going against him playing that role. Yeah, it was very, uh, people were very upset about it. Those, I hope those people survived uh, to this, to, to today to see this new version. Cause I think they'd be uh, pretty happy with the Lestat if for no other reason than the fact that he is in fact tall. Um <laughs> <laughs> which is you, you remember, know people river, that like river phoenix was supposed to play oh, river right. phoenix was supposed to play yeah and that christians because he passed away and, and christian slater did it and um and then of course that was uh i think kirsten dunst uh, acting debut wow well look at uh who knows a lot about interview with the vampire and then <laughs> Uh, from even early, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's uh, I, you know, I, I like it, but uh, it might be, uh, win this game might be difficult for the other for <laughs> the others. But uh, Vampire's Kiss, of course, is the Nicolas Cage classic from 1988. Another one I'd recommend for this time of year because it's just so different from a, a typical horror movie because you, you you're not even sure what's real or what or if if you're supposed to be scared during a lot of it. Um, that's my favorite those, uh, Nick Cage movie, by the way, Vampire's Kiss. That's it. it is, uh, it is pure Cage. It is really, oh, uh, it, he, he just continues to astound throughout the entire movie because you, you start to think, well, how can he keep up being so, you know, just being so weird and, and have it be compelling? Yeah. And uh, he finds a way, especially when he starts alf alphabetizing, teaching Alma how to alphabetize. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> Alva. Uh, just screaming Alva. It's already a name I'm not used to hearing, and then he's screaming it all the time. Um, okay, so those are the two movies that uh, Kevin knows everything about. Taylor and David are in the dark. But fortunately, <laughs> this is a guessing game, uh, essentially, because it's uh, you know the the clues are not easy. 
I'll say a fun or otherwise fact that would apply to interview with the vampire or vampire's kiss or neither. Um, and you, well, well, I'll start with David on the first one. You get to guess if you miss Kevin gets to guess from the two remaining choices. Third one, Taylor gets the gimme point. So you can win this game without even knowing uh, the answers. Yeah, it's possible. But I think Kevin might get the answer right. <laughs> After someone gets the answer right, the next person gets the, the next gets the start of the next one to give everybody a chance. Here we go, David. All right. Interview of the Vampire, Vampire's Kiss, has an actor who starred in Mr. Robot in it. I will say, yep, it's going to be a guess either way. Uh, interview with the Vampire. You're saying interview with the Vampire has someone who started Mr. Robot in it. Sure. <laughs> Just making sure as I reach for the correct sound effect. That is correct. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> we were just talking. Kevin just gave away the answer in the pregame discussion. Christian Slater is uh, the actor for Mr. Robot. I mean, we didn't mention Mr. Robot. I know. What, what an idiot, too. I had no idea this game was going to be. I wouldn't have <laughs> opened my big mouth. So I'm sorry, guys, about all that. But Yeah, it might have helped, might not. But you get the next one. I, I was certain if David missed it, you would have, of course, known that one, that uh, – Christian Slater co-starred with Rami Malek and Mr. Robot, the, one of the most acclaimed shows that I've never watched. Uh, but I always heard it was good. Kevin? Mm -hmm. Which one, Interview, Kiss, or Neither, has two actors from True Romance in it? Two actors from True Romance. Is it Interview? Kiss or neither. Okay, so Brad Pitt was in True Romance and he was in an interview with a vampire. I gotta do one more. Oof. I'm gonna roll with it. Yep, you know what? This could be a trick question though, too. Um <laughs> you might not want to show us too much of I'll, your work. I'm gonna say uh interview with a vampire. Oh my God. You're going interview. Taylor's nope. already reacting. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. It is interview of the vampire. Because, of course, Christian Slater yes. is yep. Yep. the romantic lead of True yep. Romance. And Brad, Pitt is, has, and Brad Pitt is in the movie yep. for a total of three and a half minutes. <laughs> um, that's, that's the that's only one I could have known the answer to. That's the star power of Brad Pitt <laughs> is how little he's in that movie, but he's like one of the most memorable things about that movie. Uh, he just he just nails it. Um, okay, so Kevin is on the board. <laughs> David has boy. Kevin has boy. So Taylor, if you get this one, it'll be a three-way tie. It'll force a tiebreaker. But if you miss it, then uh, David and Kevin have a chance to win. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, there's a performer, a performance in one of these movies or neither by the director of the film Eve's Bayou, which I'm sure you've never heard of. I have not. No. Uh, I'm just so who do you, which one of those movies or neither do you think has a, uh, actor slash film director let's just roll right along and say in the cast interview with the vampire Finally. you think that i would just have the answer always be interview with the vampire yes that's exactly you think what that's I the kind of game i run yes incorrect <laughs> <laughs> it was a good try though david <laughs> what do you think vampires kiss or neither uh, I will say the vampire's kiss. Oh, Kevin, I can't believe this happened to you. <laughs> David wins this game. Kevin knew more about this movie than even I know both of these movies. 
and uh, still managed to not uh, take the win. But let me just give you one last question, Kevin, just so you can show off how well you know these movies. Uh, has a character named Duckface, is that interview, kiss, or neither? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Duckface. Uh, Vampire's Kiss. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. <laughs> that was a tough one, though. Uh, and, you know, because they both both of those movies have very oddly named characters in them, and that sort of inspired me to come up with Duckface. Uh, but, but the answer, but the answer on that one is either you totally, knew it, you would have. I would have totally thought that the per- that would be the character that was given a vampire's kiss. Right, because they were kind of asking for it with their duck face. Right, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> duck face always looks like you want to kiss, but then the vampire uh, missed and bit bit the neck, and then that was that. Has it? Have any of you seen the this in the uh, new interview with the vampire show? No, maybe you like no. it. I'm telling you, it's really it's super. It's what Anne Rice would have wanted, I think. It's got. with the added element of race because i don't know i don't think you know the uh i don't believe that uh the brad pitt character was black in the books i haven't read the books but uh he's black in the tv show and uh but the show's just got it's got something for everybody i like to think um so Check it out if you get a chance. It's only one episode in or wait and binge the whole thing. I feel like it'd be very bingeable because the first episode has uh, quite a bit of incident in it. And you kind of, it kind of makes you go, wow, if this is how they start, like, where's, where's this thing going to go? <laughs> uh, we have to take one more break, but our winner of that game, David, he, what he wins is he gets to go first in our second and last game of today's show. So we'll do that right after this is going to be another amazingly quick break. You're not going to believe how short it is. We'll be right back. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. Am I right? Was that, that was quick. <laughs> it's pretty quick. Very, very quick. Yeah. Like Quickest mad. breaks in the business. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't know how long the commercials are. I hope it wasn't too long for everybody listening. But for us in this, in the studio and in our homes, uh, that went by fast. All right. So to determine a so-called winner today, we're all winners ultimately because we're playing movie trivia over our phones uh, on the last beautiful Sunday of the year. Let's play a game called Weird Algorithm. The Internet Movie Database, which I'm sure all movie lovers are familiar with, um, has a weird algorithm where you can take the cast of a motion picture and uh, rearrange the uh, listings instead of the proper credited order into, uh, I always say actors should not stumble upon this because they're not going to want to know the results, but you can reorder them based on the uh, popularity index on IMDb, which is based on current uh, search levels for the uh, individuals involved. So in this game, I say the name of a movie, even tell you who's in it, you know, except for maybe some surprise cameos and stuff. It's fun to leave those out, but I'll even help you through who's in the movie, give you some people to pick from. 
and uh, each of you will name somebody that you think might be the most popular person right now as of today on IMDb. And you can share answers on this one. Strategically, you don't always want to say what other people are saying, but you can all, you can all pick the same answer if you want to. And uh, David's going to go first, then Taylor, then Kevin, because that's what happens when you know more than the other players. <laughs> you, get, you get penalized. All right. Uh, the first movie is uh, everybody's, I know I'm pumped for Deadpool 3. But the movie we're going to do is Deadpool Part 2, starring, of course, Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, uh, Zazie Beats, Rob Delaney, Evan Peters, quite a few, not, not a lot of other big names, but uh, Moreno Baccarin is back from Deadpool 1. What do you think, David, out of all those, who do you think would be like Number one, that would be worth three points if you name the number one person, two points for number two, three points. I mean, one point for number three. No points if your name does not fall in the top three. All right. Um, I mean, I I feel like I should just go with Brian Reynolds with the whole announcement he just had. Plus, he's in a new movie every two months, it seems like. I mean, he owns a soccer team now. Yeah, and... he's got the soccer team show that he's doing. <laughs> yeah, and he's doing Deadpool 3. He's going to have Wolverine in it, which is just genius. I, I think um, I'm going to go with Ryan Reynolds. You're going Ryan Reynolds. Okay. I'm going to go for it. All right. Well, I'll double check with you after you hear uh, what uh, the other players have to say. Taylor, are you still there? Uh, yeah, I think I have to just go with uh, Josh Brolin. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's my my guess. He's never not going to be incredibly famous, so. Uh yeah, he's big. I mean, uh, being being Thanos and then also what was his name in Deadpool 2? Like Bolt or Cable. 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 <laughs> Cable. You're in the right area. They're in the yeah. same aisle at Home Depot. But Thanos and Cable, I mean, that's pretty amazing. All he needs is a, a mythical, you know, a huge, iconic character that begins with H, and he can say, yeah, I play THNC. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going Josh Brolin. What do you think, Kevin? Uh, who, who do you think is most popular in that cast right now? Ryan Reynolds. Okay. So, David, you sticking with Ryan after hearing what else has gone on what else has transpired yeah i'm gonna stick with ryan reynolds all right so right david and kevin you're going ryan and taylor is going josh brolin um here's how it shook out zazy beats came in fourth third place a 10 second cameo by brad pitt <laughs> if it's even if it's even that long <laughs> short of the true romance <laughs> uh, i mean yeah exactly I mean, it's it's amazing how short the his cameo is it's just really just his face appearing and then he dies spoiler uh number two and that's where it gets weird that's why it's a weird algorithm number two is ryan reynolds deadpool himself with oh. all these things he's got going on that's wrexham thing and and uh, all the other stuff. Uh, but that means two points for Kevin and two points for David. And number one, I'm not exactly sure why, but I think he's a terrific actor. Evan Peters oh, is currently number one. He was great in uh, Mayor of Easttown, but what, uh, what's up with him right this second? Did something else Marvel happen to him? Because, of course, he was in WandaVision. I feel like I heard his name about something, but I can't yeah. <laughs> remember what it was. That's what this game always is. Is like the number one tends to be somebody that something happened to them and you're like, yeah, I heard they were in the news, but I can't remember exactly why. Wow. Um, so yeah, it's a two-way tie and uh, it's always great to have Taylor on the show. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, hang in there, buddy. I'm still um, here. Yeah, you're still here. You're making it making it work, and you get to go first this round too. Wahoo! I'll do that for you. Um, 
Okay, so all right. Our second title is a motion picture that came out a few years back, directed by none other than Steven Spielberg, and it was called Ready Player One. Uh, bad guy Ben Mendelsohn, sidekick Lena Waithe, hero Ty Sheridan, other hero Olivia Cook, Simon Pegg is some weird weirdo, Mark Rylance, always a great weirdo. What do you think out of those folks? Hmm. Nobody really pops as like the big movie star, really. No, I think, I feel like Simon Pegg has been doing kind of a lot. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna go with Simon Pegg. You think Simon Pegg's being kind of extra lately? He's been a little extra lately. <laughs> yeah, he's. I, you know, I love whenever his name comes up. I like to do my impression of him in, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven. <laughs> <laughs> The Force Awakens. I got you know. I gotta. I gotta be accurate. It's important to be accurate. Uh, in that one, uh, or was it Rogue One? Is he? Oh, now I'm confused. I think it's Force Awakens. I think uh, it's Force Awakens. He's yeah, the he guy selling. He, yeah, he's yeah. that big monster guy, and this is what he sounds like. Four portions. All right, so um, you're going Simon Pegg Taylor. Yes, sir. All right. And then uh, who is next? Uh, Kevin? You know, so Mark Rylance stole Rock's Oscar, Stallone's Oscar back in the day for Bridge of Spies. And he's a great, great actor. I, I just feel he's doing so many projects. I'm going out of limb. I'm going Mark Rylance. He really is uh, showing. He was in uh, the aforementioned Don't Look Up. And um, he's in this thing I haven't seen yet that I've heard some good stuff about called The Outfit. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, he's definitely uh, up to some stuff. Was pre previously worked with uh, Spielberg in what I feel is one of Spielberg's biggest misfires is that the one about the giant. BFG. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I didn't love that. No, I said, I said big fucking go. <laughs> no, okay. So... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you're, okay, so that leaves David. What do you think, David? These are the two actors I was going between. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I think... You want to stick your neck out and agree with Taylor? Or go with the reasonable, sensible... <laughs> I think I'm going to stick my neck out and go with Taylor, with Simon Pegg, with like the Mission Impossible like mm -hmm. uh stuff they've been promoting right yeah he's uh he's right there by tom cruise's side whenever tom cruise is like doing something ridiculous it might it might get him killed simon pegg's always right there his eyes are all big yeah <laughs> yeah he's always like what and like you know <laughs> a lot of times there's the last minute uh, hiccup in whatever it is he created to help to help with the mission <laughs> He's about to watch like Tom Cruise, you know, his magnetic uh, gloves are about to become uncoupled from the giant building. And he's just standing by going, oh, this is going to be my fault. Um, and then that's when you have to rely on ghost protocol. <laughs> OK, this is a this is a interesting one. Let's uh, let's recap Simon Pegg for uh, Taylor and David and Kevin's going with. Mark Rylance, who is an Oscar thief. I agree with your earlier comment. <laughs> he's a real Oscar thief. Like he's been more amazing. He he's been better in other movies, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, but that's you know, that's there, there you go. That's the Academy Awards for you. They just sort of honor who they, they feel like honoring and that that's uh, taking time to compare specific performances is they don't want to bother. Um Sometimes they don't even watch all the movies and, and they vote anyway. Coming in at number five was the aforementioned Ben Mendelsohn, who I think he should just call himself Mendelsohn. <laughs> uh, really uh, make his name fun. Number four 
Kevin, your instincts were pretty good because he came in fourth, but it, it, that is where Mark Rylance landed. All right. Uh, number three, appearing in this film in some capacity, I don't even remember what he does in the movie, is uh, it's probably a voice, is Brad Dourif, who mm-hmm. is, uh, of course, f- you know, from the classic uh, One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest in the 70s and many things since then, but is uh, the voice of Chucky. So mm-hmm. that's a thing people are looking into right now between Halloween and this new Chucky sh- show that's on. Uh, I guess that's given him quite a boost. And then number two is a young actress who uh, I really liked in a movie called Troop. What's it called? Something about a Girl Scout troop. And uh, <laughs> Troop Zero. Troop Zero. And her name is McKenna Grace. Uh, she's number two. So she's up to something. I think she's in a new movie. In fact, I know she's in a new movie, but I can't remember which one. And then similar case for number one is uh, Olivia Cook is in the number one slot for something that's going on with her. So goose eggs across the board. That was a weird wow. one. Yeah. Sorry to bring you down, David. <laughs> <laughs> well, the two of you are still tied for the lead in this third round. This, this is the one that determines it unless we remain in a tie. And I'll, I'll be ready to, uh, to settle that if need be. But this is a real nostalgic one uh, and a real interesting one to me because usually we do these with movies with really big casts. But this one, I'm going to tell you the names of every person that's in it, except for one who has a very, very minor role. <clears throat> John Hughes's The Breakfast Club. Probably one of the greatest auteur films of all time in terms of like someone just writing and directing something uh, themselves. We've got, of course, Emilio Estevez, Anthony Michael Hall, and Judd Nelson are the three dudes. Then you got Molly Ringwald and Ali Sheedy representing the ladies. And then you've got the custodian and the principal. And that's the cast. Out of those folks, who's popular right now? Uh, Kevin? Uh, I, I'm going to say <laughs> I, I just want to go answer the question, Claire. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm, I'm going Molly Ringwald. Okay. Did she do something new? I, I was reading about her that she did something or what. So that's what I'm going for. I was going to go for Emilio, but I'm going Molly Ringwald. All right. I'll lose. Uh, the what, do you, <laughs> what, <laughs> what do you think about that, Taylor? Um, I. That sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I was thinking Emilio Estevez just because of the new, there's a new season of The Mighty Ducks. The Ducks, yep. Mm-hmm. That just came oh, out. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. And he's in it? I don't know if he's in it, but he's so tied to that that if you search Mighty Ducks at all, you might go yep. down the Emilio Estevez rabbit hole. So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna go with Emilio. Who else? Are there any famous ducks? Like, did any of the duck kids grow up to still be famous? Duck face. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Howard. I think uh, Charlie Conway, the Pacey from uh, Dawson's Creek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. He became pretty popular. I like that guy. Um, I think there's another guy that you may have heard of. His name is uh, Keenan Thompson. Yeah, I was going to guess Keenan Thompson, but I thought if I'm wrong on this, that sounds racist. <laughs> but and then, I mean, Danny Tamborelli is still quite famous mm-hmm. uh, from the Adventures know. of Pete and Pete. Yeah, you got a you got a few of them in there still. Yeah, yeah. I'm sad that I can't remember Pacey's name, though, his real name. He was in The Affair. Yeah, I can't remember it either. Uh, dude works all the time. He's very, very, uh, very good actor. All right. Um, so 
yeah, Mighty Ducks. Well, uh, that, I, I feel like Emilio's not in it, so maybe, yeah, maybe he's getting a lot of love for uh, the fact that, uh, you know, he's been snubbed by this new series. Because, like, you watch Cobra Kai, and it's like that tent was wide open. Like, they let everybody in. Yeah, right. You know, like, if you had a part in the Karate Kid movies, <laughs> you, were, uh, you were allowed on the Cobra Kai TV show. And, and I want him to get Molly, uh, I mean, uh, Hillary Swank, uh, in I saw her the other day on a talk show and she was saying they've never asked her but how great would it be if they had uh, you know the next karate kid what if she you know showed up and was like an adult who does karate she was so good at boxing and, and million dollar lady uh, baby awesome. baby million dollar baby million dollar lady what a dumb title million dollar baby <laughs> really sounds like you're gonna see a fun movie million dollar baby how much is that baby worth so <laughs> easily a, a cool mill <laughs> um okay what's happening we still have one person who needs to uh, weigh in correct yes yeah david so i was thinking of going with emilio estevez too but last time i went with taylor it screwed <laughs> me i'm i i think i'm gonna make it interesting and i'm gonna say anthony michael hall mm. That is interesting. He was in the the last Halloween movie. Yes. So maybe that's like making a comeback. Yeah. I mean, he never went away. He had that series for a while, The Dead Zone, and he was uh, he was like the the local news anchor in Gotham in the uh, Nolan Batman movies. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So that's interesting. And so. Kevin, do you want to stick with Molly Ringwald after hearing all this other information? Yeah, I'm, I'm going down with the ship. I'll do Molly Ringwald. <laughs> and uh, Taylor? Oh, yeah, I got to stay. I got to stay with my boy. Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you you just got back from uh, you, you traveled to go shoot a film with uh, uh, hockey in it, right? Yes, I believe uh, we did a count. This will be the uh, 15th American hockey movie ever made. <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah, we went very deep in watching a lot of hockey movies recently and just sort of getting super ingrained in it. So, yeah, it was so much fun. Well, this is a fun sidebar, I think. Uh, let's go. Top, uh, top hockey movies. Oh, man. Miracle. Um, right that's inspirational inspirational it's just so good (laughs) at like representing hockey as far as the gameplay um yeah slap shot is great young blood is one of my personal favorites i don't think there's such a thing as a bad hockey movie to be honest with you uh, I'd even go as far as to say any as long as there's skating in a movie uh, i like it but yeah. but with hockey and clerks count <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but with hockey, um, like uh, my number one, you're not is even isn't even on the fifteen, right? Because Goon is out of Canada. Um, I believe Goon is because they went through. I believe they went through an American distribution company. I think that it, it is included on a lot of the like. Oh, I bet it was made Canadian and distributed by an American company. Yeah, you know, in addition to wherever whoever distributed in Canada. Yeah, that that sounds accurate. Okay. Well, I put I you know, I'm glad it's on the 15 cuz that's a that's an interesting list. What about uh Mystery Alaska? Yeah, Mystery Alaska is another really good one. What's uh, the worst one? What's the hockey movie that you went no thanks? Um MVP, Most Valuable Primate. <laughs> <laughs> that is from a different list. That is from <laughs> the primates doing things they shouldn't be doing list or the animals that uh, can't possibly hold a ball, but do so in film, that kind of thing. Like everybody. The worst one, it has to be either like, and they're not even that bad, like either like the third Mighty Ducks or like one of the Slapshot sequels or like, yeah, there's there's really not a lot of of bad movies, honestly. They did Slapshot sequels like without Paul Newman. Yeah, they're they're pretty bad. Straight to video stuff. Just like the Hanson brothers, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've only seen one of them, but apparently they did two, and uh, wow, it's always rough. 
All right. Well, it sounds like you got some work to do because you were bragging about being some sort of hockey movie completist <laughs> and you haven't even seen Slapshot 3. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Here's how it, it breaks down. Taylor, what a terrific competitor you were today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to go all the way back, though. There, first of all, IMDb just straight up says no data on Paul Gleason or John Capellos, who played the principal and the custodian, respectively. Didn't Paul, uh, Paul Gleason pass away? I think he did, yes. Yeah. I think, yes, he did. But John Capellos is still a, a character actor you see and stuff all the time. Uh, number six was John <laughs> Hughes. Excuse me, Judd Nelson. <laughs> I'm like so anxious to say number five is John Hughes because he's, as the director, he gave himself a cameo as uh, Anthony Michael Hall's, one of the kids' father. I think he's Anthony Michael Hall's father. Oh, wow. And then uh, number four is Ali Sheedy. And number three, getting Taylor's finally on the board with one point. <laughs> Because Emilio did, My Ducks 2 did get him to number three, I guess. Or not My Ducks 2. Whatever the show's called. What's, what's the TV show called? I think it's just called The Mighty Ducks, the show or something like that. Let me yeah. See. It's pretty simple. Yeah. There's no like phrase from that. You know what I mean? Like Karate Kid had that cool Cobra Kai phrase they could use. There's nothing you could take from the duck movies. Right. Oh, it's called the Mighty Ducks. (laughs) It's called the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Oh, come on. (laughs) All right. Speaking of game changers, we have a winner because each of you selected a different person from the remaining two. And number two is Anthony Michael Ah. Paul. (laughs) <laughs> we're leaving uh, Molly Ringwald in the number one slot for whatever the heck it is she's up to right now. Yeah. But but it's big, whatever it is. And congratulations, Kevin Lewis. You're our winner today. Yay. Congrats, Kevin. <laughs> you did it. You. So exciting. Uh, that means you get to do your plugs first. The Accursed is coming to theaters this Friday, and you can watch it at home if you're one of those types. Uh, I'm sure it plays good in a darkness in any setting, but what else, anything else you'd like to add, Kevin? I'm just excited for everybody to see it. Um, you know, if you like the old uh, vintage vibes, those 70s horror movies, um, this, this could be for you. So hope you guys check it out. Well, thank you so much for being here. Uh, congratulations on the big win. Thank you. And uh, David Sanborn, thank you for joining us so last minute from a place that almost nearly was destroyed. <laughs> uh, but luck will out and you're, everything's fine where you're at. And um, what, what do you, would you like to do? You have anything you want to plug? Uh, sure. So you can follow me on Instagram at DD Sanborn. And then I also have a letterbox account that you can follow on D Sanborn. And no E at the end of Sanborn. We'll just settle down, everybody. Yep. Yeah. I, I don't I don't got that fancy E at the end. Mm-mm. But uh you're but you're fancy to me. And uh anytime I need a guest with only 30 minutes to spare, uh you're gonna you're gonna be my man. Plus, I'll ask you. I'll ask you a a reasonable (laughs) amount of time. Sometimes (laughs) we did establish earlier that uh, that you're uh, you stay at home while your wife has adventures. Exactly. Um, Yeah, Taylor Rizzo. Yeah. (laughs) What would you like to plug, buddy? Um, I would like to first off plug our podcast, Getting Dug with High, that we do every single Tuesday with myself. Doug Benson and Alicia Glass. Uh, that is available on patreon.com slash getting Doug. That's super fun. Check that out. Um, I have a podcast as well on YouTube. It is called What's Wrong With Me. Uh, and we have a little trivia segment on that podcast where I ask trivia questions about my 
opinions that's called not trivia uh, so if you like <laughs> you're into trivia that might be something fun for you to listen to so check that out on youtube what's wrong with me podcast and follow me on instagram at rizzo rizzo yeah, yeah if you're if, if you're into trivia you might enjoy taylor's version that is not trivia it's just <laughs> his own opinions that's right it's called not trivia. which i guess are trivial um well thank you to all of you for being here I would like to plug my upcoming Douglas movies tapings in front of a live audience. We've got uh, next Saturday, I'll be at the punchline in San Francisco at 420 in the afternoon. And then the following Saturday, Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, also an afternoon show. And you can find out more about both those Douglas movies.com. One more time, David Sanborn, Kevin Lewis, Taylor Rizzo, Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Thanks, Doug. Thank you, guys. As always, come, John. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart for you, because Doug loves.